Thanks for the beautiful invitation. I just came from a different country. Can you hear me? Okay. <clears throat> Hello. All good. Okay. Oh, that's too much. I'll be shouting in the middle, okay? Little up. Okay. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So, oh, what a beautiful service, eh? Um, yeah, this is how church should look like, where everyone brings something. When, uh, when I saw Pawan with a big book, I'm like, okay, so we have the preacher here in the house. <laughs> because I remember leading, when I was leading house church and Pawan was part of the house church and then he was, he's a preacher. So thanks for the beautiful sermon, Pawan. <laughs> now I have to match it up. Okay, all right. Um, let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And these are the verses given to me um, to preach on today. So, First Corinthians chapter 6 and verse, um, last two verses, 19 and 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. I'm reading it again from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you? whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Yeah, let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your wonderful presence. Thanks for the revival that you have begun amongst us, O Father. That this, this is how the church should look like. That everyone is a part of the body. And then every part of the body has its own role to play. There's nobody who's going to replace them, O God. And thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you so much for your wonderful presence, O Holy Spirit. So we come to you, O God. Speak to us. Feed us. Feed us, O God. Feed us. Feed us from the word. Feed us what you have for us to hear. We are ready. We are ready. We are hungry. I'm hungry. Feed me, O God. Talk to me. Speak to me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So, obviously, this is one of the hardest scripture in the Bible. So, uh, just like as Pawan uh, did, because we are the preachers, right? So, just like as Pawan did, I also Googled about it. <laughs> I think that's a good start. <laughs> so, I Googled about it. I Googled about it, and then I find all the good things about uh, um, about the, this beautiful scripture, like how do you honor God with your bodies? And then they have like seven steps exactly, Pavan. Um, <laughs> they have seven steps. How do you honor, how do you take care of your body? Eat healthy, exercise, keto diet. <laughs> so I'm going to match those seven steps with the word of God. No, no, no. <laughs> 
Yeah, there are like two kinds of teachings on, on it. So one is about the physical body. On the other hand, they took from the context about sexual immorality that's happening in the, in the church and in the, in the Christendom, in the world, and then they started to talk about it. But then I started to ask Father, Father, why... Um, I said to ask Father, like, give me, give me what you want us to uh, learn from this uh, today. And then God really, really helped me to understand the scriptures. So first, let's, let, uh, um, um, I want to, um, the verse is started by saying, do you not know? We already know. Whoever has the Holy Spirit in us, we know this one. So I'm here to remind you again what we already, what we already knew. I'm here to bring, shed, uh, um, may Holy Spirit shed light on us, what we already know about, about, about the scripture. So um, let's, see the, let's see the scripture again. Do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit? So we're going to learn about a few, few uh, fundamental truths that we are. Temples of the Holy Spirit. And you are not your own. These are the two fundamental um, uh, principles that we'll, we're going to learn today. So the title of the sermon today, um, because I was asked to give a title, so I said, um, the title of the sermon uh, today is, um, because we are learning about the priests, in, priests of the city. So priests of the city, walking temples. We are walking temples. What a beautiful title, eh? Amen. So, let's uh, begin. Um, all right. So, we are the temples of the Holy Spirit, and we know why we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. Because we are temples because of the Holy Spirit who is in us. And you got Holy Spirit in you by receiving Him. By receiving Him. And we are not our own because we are not on our own because we are bought with price. So therefore, honor God with our bodies. So I want us to, um, I, I, I want to talk, um, talk about the temple. What's the idea of the temple in the Bible? And then why we are called as the temples of the, uh, temples of the Holy Spirit. So um, if, you look at, if you look at God's heart from the beginning itself, so the first temple, the idea of the temple was actually started from the idea of the tabernacle. Okay, let's read Exodus chapter 25. Exodus, Exodus, Exodus chapter 25 verse 8. Today we're going to open lots of scriptures today. Exodus chapter 25 verse 8. Then let them make a sanctuary for me, and I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all its furnishings exactly like the pattern I'll show you. So the first idea of the... 
idea of the temple actually started from tabernacle because we know that God, uh, when Israelites were moving out of, uh, um, uh, they came out of Egypt and then they started to, they're on the journey to the promised land and then God says, okay, I want a sanctuary amongst them because I want to meet people. Our God is a God who wants to dwell amongst our people, amongst his own people. He doesn't want to be distant himself. He doesn't want to be far away from them. He always wants to dwell amongst his people. And that's his nature. That's his heart. And that's, that's been portrayed from the per- first page of the creation, from the first page of the Bible itself, that his heart is actually portrayed, um, that his desire is to stay and dwell amongst his people. Even though people, they turned back, and then God called Israelites out of the Egypt, and then he really wants to dwell amongst them. And then he has come up with this, with this idea saying, hey, build a sanctuary for me because if I come with my glory, if I come with my holiness, you're going to die for sure. And that's why I don't want you to. I don't want you to die. But at the same time, I want to have this beautiful relationship. I want to have this communion because you are made in my image. I cannot separate myself from you. And then God said, build a sanctuary for me. And that's a tabernacle. And then, and then it's a beautiful thing. See, if... Um, um, for, for now, until the teaching is finished, I want all of us to focus on, on, on the body, um, not on the mind, not on the spirit, but actually focus on the body because that's, the, that's today's teaching. So, so see how the tabernacle was built. God said, build this sanctuary, but at the same time, build this tabernacle, but at the same time, you have to build exactly in the same pattern, with the same instructions, with the same colors, with the same material, with the same size that I have told you. And which is, which is, which is, the enemy is always attacking what God has created from the beginning. God created us in his own image. The enemy started to attack that we are not created in, in his own image. Uh, whatever God wants to build, the enemy started to attack that. And in the same way, when the tabernacle was built, it was built exactly the way God wanted it to be. Because he has a clear instructions and then he has given them the set of instructions. And then man has, has a role to play in that because God always works with the partnership because because we are called his co-partners so we work with him so so Moses and his team they build this temple exactly the pattern that God wanted for this tabernacle and then now now look at our look at us this body is exactly built is exactly fashioned is exactly knit together just the way God wanted it to be The, tab- the tabernacle was not built in the pattern of the man wanted. And in the same way, you and I are also fashioned together, knit together, and then planned together. Exactly the Father, how the Father wants. We are made in his own image, in his likeness, the way he liked us. It's beautiful, eh? But see how the enemy started to sabotage. The enemy has started to attack that. I remember one time. Now, even now, but uh, see the difference. Don't laugh. But growing up, even now, when, uh, when, um, when God spoke to me uh, to go to Manoj and then say, Hey, Manoj, uh, why don't you lead us into worship? Uh, uh, and then I asked Manoj, Do you want me to join? They're like, Yeah, come, come up with me. Then I said, If I sing, then everyone will run out. <laughs> They will carry the gospel and the power of God. <laughs> it's okay, man. You have a mask. Come. 
So I came with a mask. So, <laughs> so uh, growing up, I was, um, it's the same thing that happened to me, like, uh, because my dad is a pastor and I was singing in the church. And then I started to sing a song and then the drummer, he lost the beat and then everything is uh, everywhere. And then I came down and then somebody said, man, you don't even know how to sing. Why do you go up and then disturb us? I was like, hey, God bless you. But then that really hurt me, right? So then, since then, I really never wanted to go up and sing. Okay? But then at some point, after, after um, I was uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, I was anointed by the Holy Spirit, and then I started to have this beautiful relationship with God. And then I, one day there was a time where I had to go up, and then I had to lead the worship. Uh, and I was like, Father, I just want to worship you. And then I was there. And then it was much terrible than before. But then people came after me and then saying, God really touched today in the worship. Because the people have a different expectation. And they give us a pattern. And then say, if, you don't, if you're not like this, you don't belong here. If you're not like this, and then that's why when I, uh, just like as Preacher Pravan did, when I googled about, uh, about taking care of the body, then all the things, like you go and then see the research, how the body shaming, how the, from 1920s onwards, there was a research that's been done, that's been happening, on how people start to perceive about their body. And it's so pathetic, it's so sad when you, as a children of God, when you see God created us in his own image and then there's a beautiful, beautiful um, uh, as his children. And then all of a sudden the enemy starts to have his own pattern and, and the body shapes and the color and the voice and everything. And then if you're not like that, then you are, you don't belong there. That's, the, that's a lie. And that's the attack that the enemy has been doing for, for a long time, even now. And it's even worse today amongst the teenagers. It's even worse today. It's getting worse today. And this is the call of the body when we understand that we are the temples of God and we are exactly fashioned in the design, in the exact patterns of God because he was the one who knit us together in our mother's womb and he was the one who's taking care of us. Hallelujah. So, we're still in the first point. That's the tabernacle. But there's something beautiful that happened after tabernacle. There's this man came David. 2 Samuel chapter 7. Second Samuel chapter 7. I guess this is the reason why David is called as man after God's own heart. I mean, there are many reasons, but this is my favorite reason. Second Samuel chapter 7. After king was settled in his palace, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, he said to Nathan, the prophet, here I am living in a house of cedar, while the ark of God remains in a tent. And Nathan replied to the king, Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. But that night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord says. Are you the one to build me a house to dwell in? I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the Israelites 
up out of Egypt to this day. I have been moving from place to place with a tent. And this is God saying, yeah? This is God saying, he says, I've been moving from a place to place with the tent as my dwelling. Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any one of the rulers whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, why have you not built me a house of cedar? To me, beautiful thing is that how God allows us to be a part in this one. He has built us, he has created us, he has formed us, and he has entrusted this body to us to take care of it and to partner with God to build the body, to build this life as a, to glorify him. Yeah, so, so from the tabernacle, the next one uh, came temple. And the temple, the, I, the, this side of the temple started from David. He loved God. He loved Father. And then he's, he said, how can I live in this house where, when the tent is actually outside, where the, where the Ark of the Covenant is actually outside? And then, and then God comes and he says, do you really want to build me a house? Can you really build, a, build me a house? But then he has answered David's prayers. And then he has said, but you're not going to build this house. Your son is going to build the house. Because your hands are with the blood. And on a side note, I really pray that. I really pray that. Pray that this won't happen for this generation. That whatever God wants to build, whatever God wants to do, whatever, whatever we and God as partners do together, I hope, the, I hope we don't wait for the next generation. I hope that happens in this generation. And for that, we need to guard our hearts. For that, we need to guard our bodies. For that, we need to guard our lives. That we don't want to wait for the next generation to come and then to do it when we have the heart and we know what God wants us. And, but because the way we have done, but the way our minds are, but the way our spirits are, but the way our attitudes are, we don't want to pass that, to, that responsibility to the next generation. So here, here that's what happened. So David came up, David, David came up and then he said, okay, we will build a temple for God. And then God said, okay, let's see how you build the temple. And then again, there was clear instructions on how the temple should should be built and that the, the instructions were passed on to Solomon and Solomon built the temple. Okay, so from tabernacle and then this temple and this temple, for the tabernacle, it's a tent. They, wherever they are going, they can move, they can move the tent tabernacle and then they can set up again and the presence of the God comes, comes down there to meet with the people. Hallelujah. So, this is, so from there to a temple was built. This temple is, cannot be moved now. It cannot be moved now because it is stuck in Jerusalem. Of course, it is big. Of course, it is massive. Of course, it brought the glory. Of course, it showed the power and the beauty and God's heart there. But at the same time, people wanted it when people looked at it up. But then at the same time, that's not really God's heart because God is always, he always want to move where his people are. 
from the tent and then because man started and this partnership started and then they built a temple for God where that's where the God's presence comes and the people had to come every year. People had to come every festival. People had to come in order to offer their sacrifices. We are forgetting temple means, I have written some points, temple means temple is where God and man meet, where heaven and earth meets, where have, it's a heaven on earth, where worship happens and then temple is the place where heaven takes over the earth and temple is the place where second chances are given for life and temple is the place where the sin the offerings for the sin and the atonement is actually offered and the temple is the place where the restoration of the relationship happens and temple is the place where all the debts are cancelled and temple is the place where healing and deliverance and the image of God is restored and temple is the place where all of our prayers are answered. Because that's what God said when after Solomon built his temple. And the first prayer, the first words that came out of, from God is like, Now you have built, was, built this temple. My eyes are on this temple. My heart is on this temple. And every prayer that comes out from here, I will answer them. I will pay my ears attention to those prayers. And this is the temple that God is calling us. And if we are the temples of the Holy Spirit, all of those are actually true and amen in this body. And that's where the problem comes. Because the reality is not like that. There could be many reasons. But this is actually how God sees us. Beautiful sermon last week, Derek preached from mountains to the valleys. And we go into the valleys where people are. And we take this temple with him. They don't have to come to your place. We go to where they are. And that's what God did. So for generations, for ages and ages, that's what happened. From temple, the temple was there. And the Jerusalem, it's, a, it's on the temple. And the people had to go there. And people go every year. Um, even in, if, in fact, if I ask my mom, what do you want? Do you want to come to Canada? And then she says, no, I want to go to Israel first. And I'm like, what? It's like, I want to see the temple. It's like, I am the temple. You see me. <laughs> and then she disconnects the call. So <laughs> that's the thing. But then, but then after years and years, after years and years, there came again God with his heart. And John chapter 1 verse 14 says, And the word became flesh. And the word became flesh. See how God started to fulfill his plan from a moving tent. And then we wanted to build a temple and then he was there. But then again, he's, he brought Jesus Christ into this world in the body. The temple has took the form of Jesus Christ. The word became flesh. And again, the temple started to move Again, this temple started, the temple started to move. It moved from heaven. It moved from heaven. This temple moved from heaven to earth where his people are. He did. He moved everything from there to wherever his people are. And then he started to walk with them. He started to move along with them. And that's the temple. That's the walking temple. And that's the walking temple. 
And that's why, that's, why, that's why when people came and asked him, Jesus, where do you live? Can you show me? Where do you live? I know. We know you're a Messiah. How can we worship you? Where can we worship you? Where do we live? And then he says, come and see me. And then we, they go to him and then they see him. And this temple is a gateway to heaven. Temple is always a gateway to heaven, where heaven meets earth. And then he brought heaven here. And he moved along with us, with the people, 2,000 years ago. And he has finished and he showed a life how this is actually, this should be lived. And again, the temple started to move. The temple started to walk along with his people. John chapter 1, 14. And then whoever accepts him, and he has given them the right to call as a father. They become his children. And then this temple gave us, called us, to be the temples again of Holy Spirit, temples of God. And then now we are called as temples of Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit is in us. Guys, we have to understand that, we, that the priest, the, the, uh, if, if, if you see the priest, that's what we're learning, learning how to become the priest of this city. And then priests are not actually called. Priests are actually are derived from the family, derived from the lineage. God called a Levite and then said, you're a priest. And then from here, Aaron, from here onwards, the priests come from your lineage. So you become priest because your dad is a priest. It's a family thing. And now we are his children. And when we accept Christ, and then we are called as the priest. But at the same time, same time Jesus Christ came and then he brought this temple into this body. And then he said, you're the priest, but at the same time, this is the temple. And then you be the priest and you be the temple. And then you take, you move this temple wherever this temple needs to go. Beautiful, eh? Beautiful. We become the temple of the God. We become the temple of God because we are sons and daughters of God. Because we are sons and daughters of God. How do we become sons and daughters of God? Because by receiving now, by receiving Holy Spirit into our life, by receiving who, by receiving who He is into our lives. When we open our lives and then when we say, here I am, I am not worthy to come to you. And then when we ask Him for forgiveness and then Holy Spirit comes in us and then He lives in us and He makes us as His sons and daughters because, he, he, because we received Him, because He is in us now we are the temple of God and this temple at this temple the worship must happen at this temple there is there needs to be a gateway that needs to be operated from heaven to earth from earth to heaven every day every time at this temple all the things that we have learned about the restoration about about the heavens rule coming on earth should happen every day and today, that's why it's a beautiful service because all of us, in fact, most of us, in fact, all of us brought something to here because you are the temple and you are the priest and then you brought this into this world. All the prayers you have done, every word that you have spoken is actually an offering to God. And that's how we honor God, not by developing six-pack. Sorry, Prashant. That was a long time back, okay. Yeah, that's how we honor God. Because let's say John chapter 16, John chapter 16, verse 14. 16, verse 13 onwards. 
This is how we honor God. This is what it means to be honored God with our bodies. Sixteen verse thirteen onwards. Twelve onwards. I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, he means the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth, and he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me. This is what Jesus is saying. The Holy Spirit in you will glorify Jesus Christ. That's how we glorify. He will glo- the Holy Spirit in us will glorify Jesus Christ because it is from Jesus, it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. And all that belongs to the Father is mine. And that is why I said to the Spirit, I said the Spirit will receive from me and what he will make known to you. And you will glorify God through this body. As I said, not a, not a, there, there's so much responsibility on us to take care of the body. But actually, it's, a, it's actually by living a spirit-led life. By coming to know all the things that Jesus Christ has actually deposited in us. And because the Holy Spirit is in constant work in us to open it up, to, to unpack it for us so that we take this truth and we live. And we live as the priests in this temple. And then we take this temple to the world. Because temple is the place where the world comes and then God comes and then they meet. In Isaiah chapter 6, beautiful thing, in Isaiah chapter 6, when, when Isaiah saw God, is actually in, God is actually in the temple, on the throne. His robe was filled and his glory was filled the temple. And then there Isaiah first saw and then he said, Woe to me, I have, I have sinful lips. And then there comes a coal, come, there comes a cherubim, cherubim, an angel comes with a coal and then touches Isaiah's lips. And then all of a sudden his sins are atoned for, his sins are forgiven. Even his sins are taken care of. And that's what, that's what happens at the temple. When we take this temple, the, that, the, the, when we take this temple, the Spirit of God will bring the truth that Jesus died for the other person, and the other person all of a sudden will be transformed into his son, into his image. It was not like that in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, a priest should not touch any dead thing. But now in the New Testament, because we have the power of the God, because of the resurrection, whatever Christ has done, because of the Holy Spirit that is, lives in us, and because of the resurrection, now wherever we go, we bring life and we bring restoration to that area. And we go and then we touch dead things and then they start to become alive. And that is the shift that happened with Jesus Christ when he became the temple. And then he called us as his temples. And then now God has a beautiful temple in this world. And that beautiful temple is us. God in his creation, in his creative power, he chose us to be his favorite place. But the enemy doesn't allow us to accept that. Eh? And that's where we need to come back. That's where the truth of the word should saturate us. And help us to understand this truth and help us to walk the temple. And the revival that we are praying for is the church should grow into this one. Where from consumer-oriented 
church services do. Actually, we bring and contribute to the world. Because if you want to read, if you want to watch beautiful sermons, you can always watch from, the church, from home. But then this is not that. This is actually we become the temple, we become the priests and bring to the presence of the Lord into this world. Amen? So that's where we become. So from tabernacle to a temple that cannot be moved, and then now from now to a temple that can move. And that's how we become the walking temples. Amen. Hallelujah. So the next one, I want us to open this scripture. Um, again, uh, second chapter 16. Uh, no, First Corinthians 16. Let's read that verse and then see the next point. So God wants to dwell amongst his people, and God wants to move amongst his own people. And God became the moving temple. And now God wants us to become the moving temple because of the Holy Spirit. And let's read this verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, yeah, 1910. Do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit? We became the temple of the Holy Spirit because God has intended and because the Holy Spirit who is in us and whom we have received from God, not by our strength, not by our actions, not, not by living this, uh, making, taking care of this body well and not by sinning, but actually by receiving, by trusting the work, finished work of Christ on the cross, by trusting him, we received Holy Spirit from God, and then because of that, we became the temples of the Holy Spirit. But at the same time, now see that you are not your own. You were bought at a price. You're not your own. You're bought at a price. And today, this is, actually, this is, the, this is what we really need to um, focus on. So now God made us as his temple, and we are walking temples. And we t- wherever we go, we take this body. Wherever we go, we take, uh, we take this temple. Wherever we go, we take the, the resurrection power of Holy Spirit, of Jesus Christ, uh, through the Holy Spirit. And wherever we go, we take God. Wherever we, talk, we go, we take heaven into this world. Wherever we go, we go and then we do His will. And we bring His rule and His authority and His, His will onto this life. But then there's something more to that. And that something more to that is we are not our own. We are not our own because we are bought at a price. I want all of us to, I pray that, I want all of us to actually become not just moving temples, not just walking temples, but actually a walking Genesis chapter 2 temple. A walking Genesis chapter 2 temple. Because if you are walking temples, we love God, but at the same time, we feel, we feel more heavier, we feel responsible, and we feel weight on our body to actually to, to take care of this temple holy, to keep it holy, and then to do what God wants to do holy, and then where we have weaknesses, and where we have our failures, where we have our, our, um, um, uh, our inability comes in. And the reason for all of that is because of our right for self-determination. And that's the problem there. That's our weakness, because we, because, because we want to decide what is right for us. 
We want to decide what we want to do with our life. We want to decide what is good for our body. We want to decide what is good for our life. We want to decide what we want. We want to decide what is best for us. And that's where the problem comes. But, but in Genesis chapter 2, in Genesis chapter 2, in Genesis chapter 2, when Adam was with God, God did not take Adam's permission to make Eve out of Adam. Because of the, what a beautiful relationship that is. He didn't have to take Adam's, step, uh, Adam's permission because God knew Adam's need. Because the sin has not entered. And Adam and God had a beautiful relationship where God saw Adam, you need someone, he brought someone out of Adam. And we, and then that's, that's what Jesus Christ did. If you want to become Genesis chapter 2, walking temples, does God have full right on your body, on your life, on your mind? Just like how he had on Adam. Of course we have our choice. Of course we have our own free will. Of course we do love God. Of course we do love ourselves a little bit. But can we come to a place where Ha, you hold all authority on me, God. You don't have to take permission because I trust you. Because you know me. Because you know me well, then I know myself. And that is Genesis chapter 2, Walking Temple. Where you give, you, where you completely abandon yourself into the hands of God and knowing Whatever he's doing to you and through you, he got it. Of course, he respects us. Of course, he loves us. But then there is a beauty in that trust, in that faith, in that complete abandoning ourselves into God. And then saying, I'm giving my right on my, on my life to you, God. You take it. I know you love me. I know you take care of me. I know you love me, so you take care of it. And that's the step. That's a beautiful, beautiful temple where we, we, where we, we can get to. And we know. We know how we deal with the body. We know how we deal with the life. But then God in his all power, he is able and he is faithful to take care of this one by forgiving and by taking care of this body. But at the same time, we, he, but at the same time, it's beautiful when we come to a place where we're like, Abba, you do whatever you want to do with me and with my life. I accept. And he's faithful. And he will surprise you. And he will take care of you. Amen? Amen? So I want to finish up by saying, so how does this walking Genesis chapter 2 temple look like? So I want to share a few points and then we're done. How does this walking temple, how does this walking Genesis chapter 2 temple would look like? First one. Let's do one thing. Um, can, can we all open our phones? One activity. Can we all open our phones and then uh, my favorite thing, you know what my favorite thing is? Camera. 
Selfie? Okay, let's do, okay, selfie. Yeah. <laughs> selfie? Okay, and take a selfie, beautiful selfie. Okay, don't tell Jacob, okay. Oh, shoot. Okay, selfie. Okay. How does the walking temple, Genesis chapter 2, walking temple look like? And this is how it looks like. You look at your picture, and then that's how exactly it looks like. This is the walking temple, and this is how it looks like. I pray that, I pray that something stirs up in our heart and the way we see ourselves, and the way we see ourselves as God sees us. Because when we see ourselves as God sees us, all our impurities, everything, every branch that is not bearing fruit will be pruned by Him in love. It will be taken care of, but you have to start from here. And this is how it looks like. That's a good picture, Bishop. <laughs> yeah? That's how a walking temple looks like, guys. We are his temples. And he has no regrets in that. And he's working with us. He's doing his beautiful, amazing things. The second one. The Genesis chapter 2 walking temple lives with no shame, no guilt. Because we are fearfully, wonderfully made. And none of your action cannot cancel what God has intended for you because he has paid the price in full. And that's what Holy Spirit does. He, he lives in us and then he brings the truth out and then says, hey, he has paid for that. Just like as Diana said today, paid in full already. Paid in full already. And you don't have to strive to, uh, to get it uh, uh, canceled. Because it was paid in full. All you got to do is have faith and then come to him and then say, Abba, I am fearfully, wonderfully made. And there is no guilt in, in Genesis chapter two, chapter 2. And there was no guilt. There was no shame. And that's a life. You start to live with, with, with such, a, such, a, such, a, such a relationship with God. And in that relationship, there is no shame, there is no guilt, and there is no, um, there is no second thought because he has called you. And Genesis chapter 2, this temple looks like... Um, um, uh, it, lo it looks like Acts chapter... Acts chapter 7. It looks like, uh, first let's see Matthew chapter 4.23. Matthew chapter 4.23. Matthew chapter 
Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and illness among the people. So this lifestyle looks like this. We move from place to place. We move from village to village. We move from city to city, house to house, people to people, area to area, skytrain to skytrain, workplace to workplace. And then you know what we do? We start to preach the, we start to proclaim the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and the illness among the people. And also Acts, Acts chapter 10 verse 38. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. And God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing good, healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. Jesus went around doing good. And this is the temple that lives like Genesis chapter 2. It goes around and doing good. It goes from mountain to valleys. And from valleys to every place where God leads us. Doing good. Healing all who were under the power of the devil. Because God was in him now. Amen. And, and Isaiah chapter 58. And Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6 to 12. And I want to conclude with these verses. Isaiah 58, 6 to 12. And if you really love your body, and if you really want to take care of your body, one thing you can do is fasting. But then this is the kind of fasting that God wants us to do. Isaiah chapter 6, 58, verse 6 onwards. Is it not this kind of fasting I have chosen? To lose the chains of injustice and to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with the shelter when you see the naked to clothe them, not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rare God. Then you call, then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, here I am. If you, do away, yeah. if you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing fingers and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in darkness, and, the, and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always, and he will satisfy your needs in the sun-scorched land, and will strengthen your frame. And you will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters will never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the old age foundations. And you will be called repairer of broken walls and restorer of streets with dwellings. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we put up these words on the screen? As we pray, as we come to the conclusion, I want all of us to read these verses for yourself and then see what catches your heart. See this, what this temple, what your temple catches from these words. And then start praying into that. There are so many things um, um, <clears throat> that God wants to do through, uh, do through this temple. 
see if, if there is anything that God is calling to, find, uh, uh, to any of this one. And then we'll start praying into that. So this is walking Genesis uh, temple two, Genesis chapter two temples, that where we live without any any shame or guilt because Holy Spirit in us, because He has forgiven us, because we come to Him all the time, and He has empowered us with the full of Holy Spirit, and we walk around doing good, and to the places wherever God has called us, and we know how to sac- we know how to offer this body as living sacrifice, and that's what Romans chapter twelve verse one says. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, and this is your true and proper worship. Let's offer these bodies to Him as a living sacrifice. Father, I don't own this one, and You have fearfully, wonderfully made. Help me to love this body. Imagine if each one of us will start to do this for our own bodies, for our own lives, and how powerful the body becomes. How wonderful, how complete the body becomes. Because we treat ourselves as the temples, and then we start to go and start to live this life as a living sacrifice for others. Amen? And the last verse is Romans 6:13. So do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument to wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life, and offer every part of yourself to Him as an instrument to righteousness. Every part of our life is called to be instrument of righteousness. So start looking at that, looking at us in that perspective. Every part of our life, every part of our body, every part of what God is doing in our life is actually an instrument of righteousness when we surrender ourselves to God. Amen? And that's why, that's when Haggai chapter 2, 9 gets fulfilled. The glory of the later temple is much greater than the glory of the former temple. Amen? Yeah, can we have those words uh, up? Um, uh, he, uh, sorry, Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6 to 12. Yeah, let's pray. Let's, uh, let's, pray. let's sing a song. Well, before singing a song, I want all of us to re- uh, read those verses for you. And may the Holy Spirit help you. And see if there is anything that, is, that, is, uh, uh, that God is calling. Um, is, it, is, it, is it setting the captives free? Is it um, breaking every yoke? Or is it untying the cords of the yoke? Or is it loosening the chains of injustice? Or is it giving clothes to the naked people? Or is it giving shelter to the wandered um, uh, homeless people? Or is it giving food to the people who are hungry? Or is it praying for the people for, for healing? Or is it fighting for uh, righteousness and justice? Let's pray. Father, we come to your bar. Thank you for calling us, not calling, making us, 
the best place where you want to live. It's so odd to think like that. It's, it feels like untrue sometimes, Abba, that you chose, you chose this body. You chose this body to dwell and to live forever in this one. And not to leave me, but actually to live in this one forever. And you think that this is the gateway to heaven and where there's a ladder and where's the open connection, open heaven from this body to the heaven where I can see things in heaven and bring them down to the earth and make it reality. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray. Holy Spirit, thank you, Abba. Thank you that I come against every, every philosophy of, the, of this world that is actually saying to us that we are not, we are not, uh, we are not made in his image or this body is, it, it doesn't look like, uh, look like the one you wanted, Abba. I come against that in the name of in the name of Jesus Christ, I we come against that Abba. That Abba, Abba, this Abba, this this church and this body will rise up to a place where we go into the world and show them what really means. Show them what really means to be made in the image of God, oh, oh Father. Father, thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba. Thank you that the that there are temples that are being raised, uh, that are called to do your to do to do your specific ministry, to do your specific directions in this world, Abba. Oh, Father, thank you, Abba. Thank you that from thank you that we we don't we we don't think that we need to go somewhere else to actually offer, to actually worship you, but this is the place where we need to look. This is the place where you dwell, and this is the temple. This is the walking temple, Abba. This is the place where you dwell, so that, Abba, so, so every day we have, every time, we have a wonderful connection with you, Abba. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you that you have taken care of this body. Thank you that you have shaped this body in your image, in the way you want, Abba. Abba, teach us every day. Abba, we don't, Abba, teach us every day how to eat, Abba, how to take care of this body, how to protect this body, oh Holy Spirit, because you are in us and you know and you have all the instructions, Abba. The world doesn't have the instructions, Abba. The instructors doesn't have the instructions, but actually you have the instructions, oh Holy Spirit. You have the pattern, oh Holy Spirit. So here I am. I'm giving my right on my life to you. You own me. You own me. You own me, oh Jesus. You own me because you have bought me with the price. You have bought me with the blood. You own me. Everything I have got, not my own. It is your own. You have authority and you have right upon this life and this body. So today we submit our lives and body to you, Jesus. To you, Jesus, help us to trust you. That even sometimes when you break the bone from within, but we know, help us to trust in you that you are making something out of us in you that we need. And that brings glory to you. Just like how Adam lived with you, O oh God. And that's what who we are. So thank you, Abba. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray that as we go, Holy Spirit, as we go, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit just like how Jesus promised them, that you unpack this truth, this truth throughout this time, oh Lord, throughout the week, that we start to live in this one, that we start to saturate our minds and our thinking with the truth and the reality of this word, oh God. And we start to live as a walking Genesis temples. With no shame, with no guilt, but full of Holy Spirit. Doing good, healing the sick, and set the captives free. We praise you, and all glory belongs to you. Because this is the body where the glory must go to you.
So we submit in Jesus' name I pray.